Hi, and welcome to episode number five of Beheaded. Hi, everybody. Uh, this is Megan Moore. This is Elizabeth Black. And we have a special guest we today We have a special well. guest star. We have a, a third person here a for third, the first time. A third who's not the Iron Maiden, we should say that. Iron Maiden is still sitting here going Always strong. Third. Yeah, thank you, Iron Maiden. But yes. Our microphone. We should probably mention the Iron Maiden is they, our microphone. They know the Iron Maiden by now. It's our microphone. Anyway, back to our guest that we have. We have Elena here with us. Hi, Elena. Hi, everybody. And Elena is joining us today. Um, she's one of our close friends, and uh, we'll mention why she's on the show in just a second. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> Elena is from Russia. Yes. And our show tonight, today, is about the Romanovs, about Russia. So we thought it was appropriate to bring our very own Russia into the show. Right. Well, thank you so much, you guys. I'm super honored to be here and super excited to see you uh, in real life doing that. Yeah. So thank you so much again. We're uh, trying to like act like we know how to podcast. So we're over here like fiddling with our gadgets and our sound check, and we have zero idea what gain <laughs> even means. And Elena's just like, wow, you guys really know what you're doing. And we're like, oh, yeah. yeah we're just pros. We're on episode five. Come on now. Th- th- throw down the beach towel on this table we got this it looks very classy <laughs> so um so like i said tonight's or today i keep saying tonight's i don't Whatever. know it's not even tonight right now we're in the middle of the afternoon but um our episode is about the romanovs and about russia and elena surprised us so we're at elena's house and we come yes. in and she acts like all funny she's like guys 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 don't don't look that way just stare at the tv she's like sit down and stare at the tv and we're like holding all this taco <laughs> and bell and i'm like can i put the, the burrito the down tv there was nothing on tv <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. and i'm like i'm actually scared this is when the russians come at us now. i was gonna say i was like well we're talking about the execution of the romanov family today and this is how they died they just, <laughs> she brings us into a room and says just sit here and don't say anything she took us to the basement and was like there's a car coming for you just wait <laughs> no but but it was such a nice surprise we go into the back room and she has a full russian spread, spread. for us oh my gosh it's amazing I don't even there's yeah there, I'll let explain, you explain what it, it is yeah. so um i'm I talking have, to the microphone i yeah. have caviar <laughs> um i made or i'm sorry i didn't made it i just went to the russian grocery store that we have close by i got some herring um i got some uh russian desserts some uh waffle um Ooh. i got some zephyr so that's little zephyr. uh zephyr. squishy little things that's kind of like marshmallowy things mm. uh we got some ponchiki which is kind of similar to um donuts uh, we have so like, much, and we have <laughs> pickled vegetables so we have pickled cucumber and p- pickled tomatoes which is so delicious <laughs> and the brat or in the liquid it's super good for hangover next day yeah tell <laughs> us none, none of us how here are hungover so i don't how know why you would even mention today? that um, everyone here is fine and not hungover that those pickles really help um yeah i've never had caviar before and at first i thought it, i was like oh my gosh i feel so classy we have escargot <laughs> I was like Megan. It's it's caviar. Act like you've done this before. But it's I I don't know. It was it was good. It's very salty. Yes. It's a salmon caviar, right? Right. Salmon. Oh, yeah. and and the brand is it's a czar on it. Yeah. We were so, it's so, appropriate so appropriate for the topic. Exactly. So we came in and we were looking at that for like a good I don't know thirty minutes. We, <laughs> we took just like taking pictures. pictures. We'll post of a it. picture so you guys can see. It looks fabulous. So thank you again, Elena, yes. for for hosting us in your home and for bringing like all this 
bringing Russia to us. Yeah. I feel like our Russian is going to get better because I know you kind of started with French, Elizabeth, and I I, I feel like... yeah, that's still going strong. Okay, Elena's job today is correct us for every single word we're about to butcher through this entire episode. (laughs) Yeah, so you guys are lucky you get an actual expert today who knows how to say things. Um, anyway, so we'll we'll kind of start like why we decided to do um, uh, the, the Romanoff family today. It's actually kind of a funny story. Like obviously we've mentioned this several times on the podcast, but when we were kids, we were kids in the nineties, <laughs> and obviously one of the big movies was it's a not Disney movie, which Don Bluth, Don Bluth movie. If you didn't know that Don Bluth was a Disney animator who left Disney and started his own like trying to rival Disney franchise, um, and so he did like Thumbelina and Anastasia. Anyway, long story short, um, this is always like something that we've grown up with and thought it was a fun story. But when we met Elena, um, Anastasia, the Broadway show was coming to Phoenix. And we're like, oh my gosh, we're like, we're going to take our favorite Russian to see Anastasia. <laughs> and she's going to love it and tell us like the, the real history. She's going to cry and, and, through the whole thing. Yeah, she's going to be really emotionally yeah, attached. Yeah, and I just never watched the cartoon. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a thing in Russia, so I didn't even know about the cartoon. so funny. There's a whole musical number called have you heard of the rumor in St. Petersburg have okay Okay. well that's the only song well maybe that one other Uh, (laughs) she's gonna bring up some other songs (laughs) but it was funny because there was there's five of us girls and we had this whole night you know we go to the theater we had this big dinner before (laughs) Elena how did you enjoy it (laughs) um the parts that I remember was really great I look over she's Passed out, like snoring asleep on her friend's shoulder. But the best part was every time, like when the audience would clap, she would just wake up and start clapping, and then just go right back to sleep. And like, really, like, the whole reason we did this was because of you, Elena. We wanted to see like you and your element, like these like stories about Saint Petersburg. And she's like, it was great. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, I know it's sort of inappropriate, but I think it makes the fun memories to remember that I fell asleep on the the very special moment. The night that I was we honor to, to you. We even at some points were like, because they would show Russian like on signage and stuff in the show. We're like, Elena, what does it say? She's like, what? I don't know. <laughs> Well, they were in the mirror, so, like, the view of it was not, like, that you read, like... Uh, it's like seeing a right backwards It's, like, backwards or, like, yeah. like, the image that you see in the mirror. So that, like, I don't know why it didn't make sense. What was it, the, like, arrow? Or they don't know how yeah, to they, read it. No one probably actually maybe knows. They, no one fact-checked or it. Or the set designer was playing with lighting and switched it. I don't know what they did, yeah, obviously. Interesting. My but. favorite part, though, was when the show ended and Elena, you go... Do you think I was the only Russian there in the theater? And I was like, yes, you're the only Russian and you were the only one asleep as well. <laughs> Who didn't care at all about this show. Oh, uh, this is an expensive nap, we'll just say oh, that. Oh, yes, that was. It was a pricey expensive show. nap. But, um, but um, it made us want to do this episode, it though. It did, because we were talking about it like right after the show, because we at that point we'd already started a few episodes, um, and we were like, wait. This is an execution story. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a cute cartoon where little Anastasia is found, which is false, by the way. We'll get into that. Oh, my gosh. You just gave away the entire oh, ending. Oh, sorry. Um, but so we were, we were talking about, like, this is an execution story, you know, about Nikolai um, Romanov and the fall of Imperial Russia and him getting executed with his whole family. Oh, God. It's so, so sad. we got very excited about it. We watched The Last Czars. We did all this research. We, were, we got really into the fall of Imperial Russia. Um, so we want to cover that today. And really quick before we start, we also, with the show, were 
a little upset because they completely removed the character of Ross Butin from the Broadway show. Oh my gosh, and Bartok, makes, the bat. Uh, oh, and the bat. I'll give her a ha! And a hi yeah. And a kicker, sir. And a kicker, sir. They, that was the best part of the entire movie, and they took it out. It's true. It's the only thing people remember from the movie, mostly. And her outfits. And her, her outfits were good <laughs> in the Broadway. But, um, but yeah, but we were really surprised because... We were waiting for Ross Putin to appear. We're like, oh, when's his song coming? The Dark of the Night song, and it, he never like he never showed up. Comes. There was a there was a villain, but he was like a socialist soldier. Like mm-hmm. he, he yeah he What's was it not called? Bolshevik. 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 Yeah, he was a Bolshevik soldier, and he was like the main nemesis of Anastasia. And his whole thing was that his father was the one that murdered the Tsar, so he was, it was up to him to find Anastasia and kill her. So they tried to make it weirdly, like, more historically accurate, which is funny, because this is a whole inaccurate story. Like, all of Anastasia's wrong, pretty much. Like Dimitri she, was... Maybe Dimitri well, was Maybe real. they were, you know, based but on things I that don't happened. Think they were imposters of Anastasia. They sang, have you heard probably, We're going to cut that part out, because that's now the second time we've sang it. I'm allowed one more time before it gets cut out. Um, so, anyway, so we just thought that was interesting, because why Watching the last czars, reading um, all these things about Imperial Russia, Rasputin was a huge character, and he was very much like a villain in terms of you know, how yeah, everything kind real of real life villain. Yeah, how it, how it rolled out. So we just thought that was weird that someone decided, you know what, this is uh, he's a little like of a funky character. Maybe this is too inaccurate, so they removed him. But it, he's actually he's, closer than you'd think to the real guy. So well, and then so we're. You know, learning about all these facts, and just before we started recording, we're debriefing and going over our notes and kind of putting all of our findings together. And I know this is a comedic podcast, or at least it tries to be <laughs> comedic, <laughs> attempting to be comedic, but we literally, like, started crying as we're talking about it, because this is a really, really sad story. Yeah, I just involves, you know, the killing of an entire family all together. It you is know. so somber. So yeah. I don't know how lighthearted we can really get once we get to the details, because I don't think like we can oh my gosh this is yeah. this is so different than any other executions because it's not that far no ago. it's a very recent story um you know because a lot of the things we've referenced and we'll do a timeline check um but we we've you know talked about things hundreds of years old and maybe there's not a lot of facts or information there's no real pictures or portrayals of the people this is the first one where we dug in and there's so much information and there's photographs of the family and there's different accounts from different historians and people you know who who so were around in that era are still what, alive what actually happened mm-hmm. um, anyway so we're gonna go get started with the uh, the story of Nikolai Romanov the fall of Imperial Russia um, Elena's gonna obviously correct us and that's what you're here <laughs> for you're here for corrections but I'm really curious to know how much of it you learned while you were in school well um you know to tell you the the truth in school it was just like you know one of the uh history classes so it's not that big of a deal it's like drop in the bucket in all the history that we learn so there's not that much emphasis specifically about this subject Mm -hmm. so there's not specifically i can tell you like hey it was like great to learn about x y and z i think i learned more um when I was preparing for this thing. So just like looking into additional information or finding out like so much more about like, let's say, for example, Rasputin and how much more stuff that, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I don't want to disclose too much of information <laughs> too early, but in the books, it's very appropriate. Everything just like 
here's the dates, that what happened, let's move on to just the next deal. History, and it's just kind of, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. just kind of. Which is funny to me because it's the fall of Imperial Russia. I mean, that's like our current government just like shutting down yeah. something entirely new happening. And then like 50 years later, you're in a classroom and they're like, oh yeah, and Imperial and Russia it. fell. Well, yeah, and not only that, the next <laughs> one, the Tsar yeah. dynasty, like this was the end of the dynasty, and that was a three hundred year reign that this of family just the had. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. just the Romanovs, three hundred years. Yeah. yeah, and then in one night, it all ends. Mm-hmm. If it's you can wild, like think or... like we could potentially still have Tsars yeah. in Russia, how awesome would that be? <laughs> Elena would <laughs> like, never uh, left Russia. Look <laughs> at all these jewels. Uh, yeah. Elena would be a Tsarina. <laughs> in, yeah, in well, her maybe, maybe I should do a blood test. You know, find out my ancestry. Ooh. Who knows? Yeah, they never too. know, actually. It's crazy. <laughs> we'll post that later. So I guess we can start off a little bit about who the Romanovs were mm-hmm. and just their what was going on what was going on around this time. And um, but I mean this is a story about executions. And however sad this was, it's technically still an execution. So we're really gonna focus on the that dreaded night. But mm-hmm. um yeah, but yeah, let's talk a little bit about who they were. Yeah, so Nikolai Romanov um was born a you know heir to the throne of Russia. So ever since he was small, he knew that he would be the divine leader of Russia, that he would be the emperor of all of Imperial Russia. Um, and he was very, very young when he took the throne. I mean, he was supposed to study under his father, you know, until his father's death, which he did, but his father died when he was only 49. So they obviously were expecting him to live decades and decades mm-hmm. later. And for, um, Nikki, we call, we call we, yeah, Nikki, we're going to call him Nikki. I like, I like Nikki. Um, but so, so Nikki, you know, expected that he would have many more years with his father to learn how to really be a ruler. And that was just cut short. So he just grew up, you know, very rich, very spoiled in this family, expecting to take over one day. Um, He met his wife when he was 16. Uh, That's not when they were married, but that's when they were introduced in, like, the royal court. They they met at a wedding. Um, And uh, it was funny because I read that his parents were really opposed to his future wife, um, Alexandra. They were not impressed with her <laughs> in their words they were like yeah you you, you know you could do better could essentially do better, they, were, they did not have a really good impression but once the czar his father nikki's father started to get sick they're like you don't just get married like you're, you're gonna be she czar. Was german right she was german yeah. yeah so um so they just kind of rushed the marriage like okay you get engaged like that's fine you can marry this girl you're gonna be czar so it was all of a sudden he went from this you know, guy in his early 20s to just being like, oh, I'm going to be czar now. I'm getting married now. Like, all these expectations are on me. Um, so they, uh, he took the, tr- the throne when he was 26. They immediately get married, like, right after his father's passing. Um, and then comes his coronation. And if you've seen the movie or the Netflix special, Last Czar, like, it is, it's so good. I, I, we particularly love this because it's not just a drama. It's, um, you know, a documentary as well. So they show the pictures of the real people. There's historians kind of commenting and talking about... I feel like this is, like, the first time I've ever seen that happen. Yeah, Because it really starts cool off, like, an actual... Like, you think it's just going to be a historical fiction drama mm-hmm. and, like, The Crown or something like that. And then all of a sudden, like, it becomes a, narr- a, a documentary. And they're speaking. like, the czars were one of... And I'm like, wait, I'm sorry, what's happening? <laughs> and I thought it'd be awkward that they go from documentary to really high-quality drama. Mm-hmm. Not, like, a cheesy reenactment, oh, but no. really good acting and all of that. Yeah. But it intertwines so smoothly. I loved it. I really I'm, it. I'm definitely a person, when I watch those historical dramas, I'm like, did that really happen? 
you know, and I have to look things yeah. up. But it, like, as soon as you wonder, oh, is that real? Immediately, the historians are like, so when this happened, you're it just like, gave me oh. so much confidence in everything that mm-hmm. they said. Yeah, that's cool. So, um, anyway, so he has his coronation, and it literally, like, from the get go on the day of coronation, there are so many bad omens around his rule. Um, one of the things that happened during the ceremony, and they do show this in the uh, Netflix special as well. Um, but I forget what you call it. We looked up the name of the thing that it's you like wear. A cra- it's no, like, like a jeweled it's crest. It's like a big like, what do you, what do you piece of jewelry that? that you wear over your cape. Yeah, it's like a giant, like it's like you know, cross between like a necklace and like a sash. <laughs> like, a, like a man necklace, a man, a thick like sash. Yeah, like part of like you know crown jewels type of thing that you know you have to wear when yeah. you do your coronation. Yeah, it's like the thing, like the shoulder belt. I'm gonna call it a shoulder. belt. We should belt. bring that back in style. I feel like we could. Yeah, we're gonna rock it in the office on Monday. <laughs> like, sorry, this is the thing now. I put my belt on my shoulder. It's called a manclus. <laughs> called a manclus. Um, so anyway, so that was something that actually did happen was that it broke while he was um, like crossing the threshold to, you know, have the formal ceremony. It broke and fell. And not a lot of people noticed it. Like no one who was in the crowd saw it. It was just the people that were standing up close to him. Um, but again, talk about just, oh, okay. Ceremony's already off yeah, to a weird su- start. Yeah, if you're superstitious in any way. Yeah, and, and they were Russian, all... we all superstitious. Oh, you were telling us about some of the superstitions. Everything we ever say to Elena, she's like, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what it is, I think like for Halloween, we had a coffin uh, as a decor piece for our party and I laid in the coffin and I was like, oh, it's my size. And she's like, get out. <laughs> or we wanted to celebrate your birthday on a, on a certain day. And you're like, no, you can't celebrate after the no, actual before, birthday. Before, oh, before, be, before oh, the birthday. Backwards. Yeah, you can yeah. do Yeah, you can do it afterwards, but not before. And there's so many more things. Yeah, yes. we always learn from Elena. So yeah, talk about like a height of suspicion and, uh, you know, super Bad juju. Yeah, bad juju. They So that happened during the ceremony. And then also they wanted the coronation to be this big festive day, you know, where people come from miles and they're, you know, they're there outside uh, in the fields, like, you know, waiting for the new czar to be announced. And so they're giving out free food and drinks. And I think they said it's souvenir cups even, which I thought was funny because you imagine having a souvenir well, we cup. that's like that all the time. Like, like, I know. There's, this is the first account that I saw that that's real life of like merch given out. <laughs> you, I wonder, I'm sure it's out there in an antique store or something. Yeah. Well, I bet someone has awesome that kind of stuff. Yeah, I know. One. Okay, well, Elena, you have a new job. Yeah. Go find an antique souvenir cup. <laughs> we'll post it when we find it. <laughs> and that was in, what, 1896, um, I believe? We're all looking at our notes. Really quick. Our detailed notes. I know. I feel like we're so detailed in our notes before, and then we just start talking. We don't Um, go over dates very thoroughly. Um, Yeah, so the coronation was 1893. Oh, I was off. Wait, nope, nope. No, 96. 96. Yes. So May 27th, 1896. So again, so he had this big festival outside, and I, I, this is sad that I like find this funny, but like in my position at work, like we plan events and we give out things all the time. We give out, like, free shirts and free food. And so I can, like, see this as a real-life thing. But what happened was people were stampeding to get the free stuff. So people were getting trampled and suffocated and, like, buried in the ground alive because literally, oh, like, they were being well, thrown over. think about over. also poor Russia yeah, and people and not, not having food. Mm-hmm. And so that was the only opportunity that they can get an extra piece of bread or yeah. whatever they were giving out. And they so didn't have enough. fighting for it. Right. They didn't have enough people managing the crowds to be like, no, no, there's enough for everyone. I'm sure there like wasn't a, a queue in place. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and no forget system. about American like, you know, 
please and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> These are poor Russians from the country. They will Just run you over. stampeding <laughs> trying to get that souvenir cup. <laughs> They're like, I will be mine. Oh God, Nicholas, I'm going to have him sign it. Yeah. So 13 Hundred people died. Oh my god! Like, usually in these things, you know, that's all like an entire concert. Yeah. If like everyone just ended up, yeah, there was like over a hundred thousand people that were there, which is you know a big football stadium full, maybe two football stadiums, but small. That's a good way to but, think of it. Like yeah. a stadium of people just all stampeding towards towards a, a couple of stands of free stuff. things. Yeah, so so wow. people died. Uh, you know, almost like thirteen hundred more were injured. Um, so, so his brooch thing breaks, people are getting like literally killed in the field, like outside. And this is how he starts his reign. Yeah. And, uh, they had a ball that night for his coronation to celebrate. And, um, his uncles, his family were like, go to the ball. Like, don't worry about the people that died outside. Cause he, his first thought, and he told this to his family and his wife were like, well, we need to pray. Like we need to pray on behalf yeah, of. Yeah. Or go to the hospitals yeah, and, like, and go make to the a hospitals present and make a presence. That's definitely just something. Acknowledge it like, yeah. somehow. And think about mm-hmm. it, po- politicians now. That's something that they would do of like, go make their presence. And, mm-hmm. but yeah, and so that gave a whole different image yeah. when he's like, well, I'm going to go party at this ball. Instead. Actually I have a ball because I just got, you know, the yeah, title. Go, so I'm going go to go to that. reception now. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so he and Instead, you know, follows the advice of some of his family by saying, okay, well, I guess we don't have time to deal with all this, so I'm going to go to the ball. And so he does, and he makes his first public appearance as czar, but immediately people are like, okay, new czar doesn't care that people just died outside. Like, that's great. Um, but they, you know, they still believe that he's, again, there for them, that he is Russia because that's been ingrained in the society so long. So I feel like that was a bad way to start. But it wasn't the end-all, be-all. There was way more that happened during his oh, yeah. reign that there caused was... so much more dissatisfaction. He, well, the thing is, is he wasn't necessarily trained to be mm. an emperor or a king. Would you call it a king, Elena, or just a czar? A czar. Czar is the... Tsar. It was, was Russian what accent, is it? I guess. Tsar. Tsar. Tsar, which is czar in Russia. Yeah. Or in... Czar? In... in, in in English, sorry. Yeah. And Zar, I, I, Zar. They say Zarina in the show, but I love the way Elena says Zarina. Tsaritsa. 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 Tsaritsa Alexandria. Yeah. Alexandra. Alexandra. Mm-hmm. We'll get so, there. Anyway, I'm practicing. Um, so anyway. So that's how his, his uh, you know, reign gets kicked off. And then what happens is him and Alexandra start wanting a family. They're like, okay, now that we're again, we're a young family, you're emperor, we need to produce an heir immediately. So they immediately start to work on their family. So not only have they ignored the bloody event that just happened, now they're like, okay, let's focus on us again and just worry about your heir. So they start having babies, and they have one girl, and a second girl, and a third girl, and a fourth girl, and they keep trying to produce a boy, and then they finally, finally get Alexi, um, the youngest of the five, who is a boy. I kind of like that name. I Alexi. Like that name. I do like Alexi. that a lot. Oh, that's a cute name. <laughs> Think about it. So, the, so they have five kids in total. There's Olga. Okay, I'm going to say it my way, then you can interrupt me and say the correct You'll way. You'll say but... it American way, and I'll say it Russian okay. afterwards. Okay. Olga, Tatiana, Maria, Anastasia, and Alexi. Olga, Tatiana, Maria, Anastasia, Alexei. Ooh. Sounds so much more Alexei beautiful. Sounds so nice when you say it. I love so it's that. like similar, just like Americanized version. Yeah. So should we say Anastasia? Anast- I mean, either way is fine. Anastasia. Anastasia. Like Anastasia. Yeah. 
I like Anastasia too. Yeah. Um, so do you want to speak on some of the things that also happened during his, his reign that made him quite unpopular? Gosh, I feel like you just, I was really like focusing on the, <laughs> the death, death. On, on the That's death. Okay, yeah. So I, there's the note of bloody Sunday and I already, you're probably more yeah, ex- no, well, of I mean, an expert on that. Yeah. And so bloody Sunday came later in 1905 uh, because, you know, in, in those years from his coronation, like, he just starts making a series of bad decisions in terms of foreign affairs, uh, you know, when the, whenever they get into, like, squabbles with other countries. Like, he just is so naive thinking, like, he has this God-given right to rule and to conquer. So he doesn't try. He doesn't do anything strategic. He's like, well, we're going to win because we're Russia and because I'm czar. <laughs> you know, so it's literally he just has this very naive approach to everything that's going on outside. And again, his main focus wasn't even anything outside of his palace. It was making the family. It was making the heir. Um, so one thing that was very, very kept under wraps was that Alexei had um, hemophilia, which is a condition where he essentially bleeds excessively. He's prone to internal bleeding. It's like any time you fall. Yeah, it's like that show. It's like yeah. bruise, but from it's internal like bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, and so, you, well, you made some good points, Elena, about why he might he may have been a hemophiliac. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's uh, been pretty common in the, you know, uh, those type of families. Royal those, families. Like royal families, mm-hmm. uh, because they they wanted to keep it royal, so they married, you know, cousins and people that they related, like third cousins. So it's due to the incest. So that's kind of, you know, creepy way to think about that, yeah. but that's like actual inbreeding. case. It is. And I mean, it's like a show dog. You know what I yeah. mean? It's just like, ugh, the more they, pure, they want to keep them They pure. have more issues. Right. Um, yeah. So this was something that came from Alexandra's side of the family. She had, um, she had it in her bloodline. And of course, it was only the boy that was affected. So yeah, imagine girls, having four girls. Yeah. We were waiting for that boy. You finally get him, and, mm-hmm. and he's like sit. a fragile and piece they, of glass. Yeah, and they find out right away when he's an infant that he's a hemophiliac. So, or is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. hemophilia, hem- yeah. hemophilia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so his belly button like never fully he- healed after he was born, and again, he just continued to have like all these different things. So, at this point, like the empress is frantic and trying to find anyone because she's a very devout um, religious person. She was she's actually Lutheran when they got married, and then hmm. I think she converted to like Rus- Russian Orthodox um, once they were married because she had to. Um, but regardless of like the actual brand of religion, like she was just a very devout person and constantly prayed. And so when she had Alexi, she thought, "Hey, like I need to find." something anything so she brought in monks she brought in you know these mystique people who were trying to do everything that they can to heal and it wasn't until they finally get this peasant from i want to say his name gregory rasputin 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 Rasputin. (laughs) i just thought it was wild that i thought for sure in the movie that was like a fake guy absolutely but he kind of so Again, because this was only 100 years ago, there's pictures of these people. And he kind of looks like him. He's just like this beard. He's just kind of creepy looking. He's very much a villain. Stringy beard. Kind of like a balding little Hair sunk. Or like eyes sunken in. hair. Yeah. Um, Very scary. And he was a creep. So he was technically, well, they called him like a holy man or a mystic man. A monk. And he was someone that 
socialites would turn to and and get advice and but mm-hmm. he was also like this creepy sex addict yeah, yeah. and he was, he a, was a drunk person like he he literally was kicked out of his village in siberia because of theft and fighting and just general recklessness so he went on this pilgrimage became a monk became this holy man just to essentially get by <laughs> and then again once he was in um some of the larger cities in Russia, that's when he was like, again, this, oh, this person that's interesting. And he had a weird way with people where he was very direct and didn't matter your status. And, you know, and so people thought he was so like trustworthy. Yeah, I think and they saw, were like infatuated Yeah, like by saw him. into their souls. And so people just bought all of his like snake oil. Essentially, they were Ugh. like, oh my gosh, this Rasputin, he just understands me. He knows how to he heal. Had, like, what these weird psychologists. Yeah. So he could get in people's mind and twist their like, you know, thoughts and tell mm-hmm. them what to do and they will just like, yeah. yeah that's he right. was like a weird sex addict he though was. and he would do these orgies and then there was yeah. all these rumors, maybe probably not even rumors that him and Alexandra had this like weird fling going on yeah. as well. There was not really proven There's facts no proof. from, like, mm-hmm. what I know. Except for the, weren't there letters? Yes, there but they were... was, but I we'll mean, talk about back in that, the day, yeah. like, it's all, like, kind of based on the letters, you know, because that's how the communication held, but um, there's not really anything proved, and Well, also, yeah. Ross Butin was illiterate. Oh. So it's kind of interesting true. that she would send him letters, because she did. She would send him letters. I don't know if someone would read them to him. I guess there is a scene, actually, and I mentioned it in Last Sars, where he has his daughter write a letter for him. Oh, so that could have been that he was that. receiving mm-hmm. letters someone was reading, and then he, you know, dictates to people. Them. Yeah, I mean, you don't have a um, phone to text him or call him. <laughs> yeah. <or. laughs> but, um... So anyway, so he was illiterate, but yeah, so she would send him letters and the letters were very suggestive. Like, my dear friend, like my heart aches for you. You know, I missed you by my side. So yes, it could have been sexual, but it also could have just been like friend to friend or like because he had such an influence on the boy and his healing that she was actually desperate for him. She she was relying on him because Mm -hmm. no one could really heal her son. This is a like a disease that there's no cure for. So mm-hmm. she would turn to him for his healing powers yeah. because people thought like, you know, he was that person that could put his hand on someone and start to heal them. And he did, like, which is in, weird. In like this weird, like, I think because he believed in it so much and the other people believed in it. It's like placebo effect. Like placebo's Ex- proven yeah. to be real. So I think like Elena said, the psychology of it, mm-hmm. people believed, he believed. And because of that, like people got better, like actually got better. Um, so he was the only one that could heal Alexi, like actually heal him and stop bleeding. And they kept seeing like all these scenarios and signs of all these things that would happen with him and they're like he just has power well he's a creep and he's a creep. <laughs> and i wish and he was in the broadway musical yeah and i wish he was in the broadway <laughs> musical damn it um but you know and they even said too like you go like you talked about the orgies and stuff but that's how he would manipulate women is he he wouldn't be like oh i'm a sex addict like let's you know let's go get going he would be like god wants this like like yeah. you have to have you sin have to have sin. That's what he repent. was saying. Like, so mm-hmm. you know, we must sin together. We must like go down this path that so we have repentance and we're holy. So he like convinced he people brainwashed. that. Brainwashed. Yeah. He brainwashed. He's like a cult leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, including yeah. the czars, and so, including the czars. Yeah, they very yeah. much. He was in their close circle, and there were people around him who were warning them against putting so much trust and having him be so close. No one wanted him around. Except yeah, for but the except for them, yeah, and they're yeah. like, nope, Rasputin stays. Yeah. And then finally he gets murdered. Um, like three times. Like, yeah. Oh, there was like, a bunch of attempts. Oh, yeah. Lillian, I was going to ask you, like, you know, in Russia, did, did they talk about the attempts on his life? Like, was it known that, like, not that people I, were after this guy? Not that I can recall. I know yeah. it was, like, hard, like, 
to get him, but ended up they doing it. But from what mm-hmm. I learned, like from the documentaries and all of that, like it took them like several yeah. attempts to make it happen. Right, because what they finally did, you can explain how he died. Um, they poisoned him first, right, and then they, they shot him. Well, it was the royal family did it, so it was like a cousin yeah. of the czar. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a prince. Um, the prince. Yeah, and so he got close to Grigori and you know invited him over and said, "Oh, I need, I need your help. I need your healing." And essentially tricked him into drinking wine that was um, poisoned. That didn't all it like didn't really work. work. That, yeah. <laughs> he should have been boiled alive for that one. <laughs> oh, toss him into the toss vat number of boiling four. Water. Um, so he, uh, so again, he poisoned him. It didn't quite work. So then they shot him. And then even that and didn't he, quite that kill that didn't him. really work. They had to like shoot him several times. And then once he was dead, they mutilated his body. Ugh. They did all these terrible things to him, which kind of deservedly so. Um, but anyway, so that's not in yeah, the movie. Yeah. But he, um, but he not died. Anastasia. <laughs> but he Where's died. Where's talk through all this? Where's the bat? <laughs> Where's Sorry. The bat? I'm just trying to figure out my timeline. Um, but he died in 19. 19- 16. Yeah. So he was there throughout the majority of the reign because the reign lasted all the way from what was yeah, 1918. Okay. So revolution is starting to boil up here. And what the people are most unhappy about is Nick, Nikki, good old Nikki, brought the Russia into World War One, and they're really not doing well. Russia's pretty much failing at this point. And people are starving. People mm-hmm. aren't happy. And they're kind of pissed that there is a royal family who... This guy who doesn't really know politics, doesn't really know how to make these decisions and rule the country, is calling all the shots. So there's revolution starting, and they're socialists who are trying to get government in there and remove the royalty. Mm-hmm. And really quick, um, we mentioned Bloody Sunday, but just so we know what that is exactly. like, It was people who were first just trying to you know, suggest changes in government. And it's a peaceful protest. So they go to the, like one of the palaces that uh, Nikki and his family are in. And they, you know, are peacefully protesting with signs. They're even singing, like, like God save the czar. Like, they're being very polite about it. It's just saying, hey, we need some change. We need some reform. Like, best decisions aren't really being made. And in response, they are gunned down by his soldiers. Mm. Peaceful, like, you know, peaceful way. Pro- and yeah, they were getting protests. kids up in the trees. Like, they yeah. were just shooting And everyone. they were shooting. They just mass shot at the crowds and killed over 100 people, um, which was known as Bloody Sunday. So, again, there's just mistake after mistake of, you know, not managing the wars, not managing the people, not caring about the people, like, revolting against the people, you know, just all these things um, that led up to their just extreme dissatisfaction. And they even called Nicholas, like, Nicholas the Bloody because Ugh. of how just careless he was like with Bloody life. Mary, yeah. <laughs> the drink? No, <laughs> the queen. I know, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, uh, okay, I'm going to get this name wrong. I'll say it in my way. The Bolsheviks. Bolshevik. No, they, Bolshevik. that's correct. The Bolsheviks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this was the socialist group that was actually, they were trying to turn the country more communist than anything. Mm-hmm. But they start overruling, what was St. Petersburg called? It was Patrick. Patri- Gam? Patrick Oh, I don't Gam? know that. No one knows what I'm saying. I'm trying to use these words. <laughs> I didn't know about this. St. Petersburg had a different name back then. Oh, St. Petersburg. St. Petersburg. St. Petersburg? That's what Whoa. we used to call before. <laughs> okay. But it was like Patrick Gam. Uh, Petrograd. Thank Is that you. right? Oh, yes. Okay, there we, there we go. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are starting to take over, and that's when good old Nikki abdicates from the throne, mm-hmm. and he's saying... 
all right, maybe I'm, right. Not, I'm not yeah. really cut out for this. And he not only gave up his right to rule, he gave up his son's right to rule. That's pretty heavy. Well. Yeah. And people you. still didn't know. Like, he, they kept his yeah. hemophilia very much a secret, you know, which is why people didn't understand their, like, attachment to Rasputin. Like, dude, get rid of this guy. Like, what are, yeah. you, what are you doing? Because no one knew that secret. he was the only one that could heal Alexei. Um, so, yeah, so not only did he give up his right to rule, he gave up future Romanovs. Yeah, and his son. And then shit starts going down. And his son didn't quite understand either because his son grew up just like Nikki did. Like, well, aren't I meant to rule Russia? He grew off really spoiled. Very spoiled. Especially Mm -hmm. versus his sisters, which were like... You know, um, participating in different activities and uh, helping in, like regular people. They in had the chores. Yeah, they, they had, had chores, chores in the household. They slept they on did cots. Like, yeah, they did like regular things in the like yard and farming and stuff like that. Where mm-hmm. um, Alexei was really spoiled, and he knew he's going to be next generation, and he's going to was at least supposed to rule the country. Where he would be kind of naughty and like mm-hmm. maybe even a little disrespectful to some people because he's, he, he spoke knew, to people very harshly yeah because he knew he's the next yeah one. well and because he's not allowed to do a lot of physical things because yeah, of his condition kid in, like so it's he's literally being wrap. carried around <laughs> like he's like a dog on a pillow it's like just bubble like, boy yeah yeah so it's like he just had a crazy sense of himself because he knew he was delicate and knew he couldn't do a lot but he also knew he had supreme like power and could just boss people around and do whatever so he had yeah. a very interesting psychology. Oh boy! Yeah. Well, and then they basically put the family under house arrest, mm-hmm. and they. This is coming from the Bolsheviks, mm-hmm. and so they started off in Alexander Palace, but they got moved around a couple times. They had many palaces. They had many palaces, <laughs> but in the end, they ended up in. Okay, here I go. Ready? Yekaterinburg. Yekaterinburg. That's Yekin- pretty good. I was. Good I was pretty yeah. close. Yekaterinburg, Russia. Um, kind of like in this mansion that the Bolsheviks took over. Mm-hmm. They actually called it the... House of Special Purpose. Yeah, the House of Special Purpose. And that was intended. They kicked out whoever the homeowners were, and they took over it to do their business, but they kept the Romanovs in there. And this is all five kids, mm-hmm. plus some, you know, their household. And they had, like, their doctor and... The teacher. The, yeah, the teacher. Yeah. So they were basically held captive there for 78 days. Mm-hmm. And at this point, they... I mean, they had no contact with the outside world. They were allowed to have exercise out in the garden once a day, but the, they had very high walls. No one no one knew what was going on with the Romanovs. And they had to keep telling the, you know, assuring the the people of Russia that they were safe and they are secure. And, but people didn't really know what was going on with them. There wasn't any solid news going out. Mm-hmm. But they were also used to being isolated from the family anyway because True. they were such a secretive family and kept to themselves. So, I mean, they were curious, but again, it wasn't really different from the norm. It's not like they made all these public appearances and again, did all these exactly. things. But also the rumor has it that this place was actually pre-selected for a murder. Really? So they did it. They did select it that it so place specifically it way before 1918. So it was like very like planned about mm. this place and who owned it and all stuff like that and what's going to happen in this place. Yeah, and, and the family really doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Rather, besides the fact that the this revolu- this like socialist revolutionaries are holding them captive and under house arrest. Right. Um, well, and they had a very optimistic sense of things. Like, well, we're just being held right now, but it's going to like 
like things are going to come back. Like the socialists are, safe. yeah, socialists are not going to prevail, and like someone's going to save us. Like someone's coming for us. And what the Bolsheviks did too was they would slip them notes, like fake notes, in the house that were basically they they thought they were from the outside. And oh, they to were give like, them hope. They were like, oh, like mm-hmm. from an anonymous admirer, anonymous like supporter. Don't worry, like things are going to be okay. We're like, coming. We're for coming you. for you. You know, we're going to give you a signal, and at that signal, please we'll like exit up. the house. So it was kind of their hope that they wouldn't have to come to the execution on their own. Like they were hoping that the family would flee and that's when they would kill yeah. them. Yeah. Well, also not only that, I I read some accounts where they didn't even really know that they were going to execute them up until July. Yeah. Like they it, there really weren't any solid plans in place Ish. and it was kind of just like go with the flow of things and and get through this. Mm-hmm. Um so So the execution. Well, well, really quick though. I, I thought this was kind of cool and and so I'm glad they also put this into the Last the Netflix hours. Mm-hmm. documentary but some of the guards started like getting a little laxer on them because there's this family of teenage girls beautiful beautiful rich. teenage <laughs> girls and you can imagine like they're also a bit of like a normal family mm-hmm. and they start like putting their guards down a little bit and one of the, the their guards down Get they it. are guards um <laughs> one of the guards really got friendly with maria yeah and they even brought in a birthday cake like snuck in a birthday cake for her 19th birthday which was the month before they were killed and um yeah so and who knows what happened right in the in the movie they executed him but we don't yeah, know exactly we don't know what happened true um but yeah but they had to change guards because of that because every time that they brought um you know some new ones they again would uh, get too close with the family and how can you not when it's just a family of innocent girls you know who are just like being silly and just hanging around the house and talking to you and they're again they're pretty yeah, they're pretty naive about what's happening and yeah. how serious the situation yeah. is um, um okay so the execution oh my goodness it's so sad it is so sad. <laughs> so sad so it's middle of the night July, 17th. technically July 16th, but it goes into July 17th. Yeah, so like the early the hours. Of, yeah, yeah. From 16th to 17th. Um, yeah. so first, they wake up the doctor, Boken. Is that his name? Botkin? I mean, Botkin. Botkin. Um, and he's already up. He's in his room, like writing in his journal, and he tells them, hey, get, get the family up, get them dressed to go on a long journey. Mm-hmm. So everyone gets out of bed and they get fully dressed and they all make their way down to the basement. Yeah, and one thing to note too is uh, they what they did the the women is they sewed their jewels into a lot of their clothes mm-hmm, um, their because because they didn't want you know anyone stealing them. They weren't I think they were dep- like deprived of a lot of their luxuries, so mm-hmm. they hid all this jewelry and they sewed it like in their bodices and you know hats and different things. So that way, like anytime they were traveling or being moved, they didn't have to like carry a bunch of yeah, stuff. Yeah, they with were them. hiding it. Too. Yeah, they, they were hiding mm-hmm. this jewelry um, in their clothes. Yeah, that's a that's a really important yeah. point actually. So they're all getting hopeful, like okay, th- there's a car coming and we're gonna get out of here. Yeah. And really what was happening was the white guard was coming in. And these were, like, the team Nikki supporters. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Bolsheviks knew of this. And they are like, okay, now now's the time. Like, we they, – they could be coming in to get saved. And we need to do something about this. Right. So they are leading the family on to think that they're going to be getting out. They get them downstairs. Into um, this basement. Alexandra was sick. Mm-hmm. I don't know what – it sounds like – I don't know. I'm not sure what she like, was Like, not sure, with. but not, like, a cold sick, but, like... <laughs> a little more serious. More serious than that. So she gets a chair, and she also asks for a chair for Alexi, because he's, you know, glass boy. So <laughs> they bring down chairs for them, 
And they're sitting and they're waiting. And they actually said, like, they posed together for a picture mm-hmm. because they wanted to release this picture to be like, yep, the whole family's here and they're fine. Um, but so they're already in this position, like a family photo. So um, with Alexi and Alexandra sitting in these chairs and the family kind of around them and they're all kind of posing. And then, oh, man, I came like it, this is just such yeah. a sad story. I think because these kids and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, who was the commander? The commander tree? Yurovsky. Yurovsky uh, and Trotsky also was participating. But Yurovsky would be. He the, was the like the chief like, yeah. executioner. Chief executioner. Um, yeah. So so they're waiting in this room for, for quite a while. And again, not just not sure what's happening. They think there's a car coming. And then all of a sudden, um, Yurovsky comes into the room and he looks at Nick at Nikki and he reads his death sentence. And Nikki had no idea what was going on. And the death sentence was um, Nikolai Alexandrovich. In view of the fact that your relatives are continuing their attack on on Soviet Russia, the Ural Executive Committee has decided to execute you. And then Nikki faces his family and he says, "What?" And immediately they start firing. And so like, they... How, oh my right God, now. it's like zero... So every execution we always like talk about or hear about, and well, we know is there's a trial, they are prepared, they mm-hmm. make their last, you know, testaments, and they... Or at least they mentally know sort of yeah, what's Yeah, they get a speech, and they think this about is it. out of the blue for them. They Just moments before, they thought that they're, they're like bundling up, like ready to go outside, and they're like, oh... What yeah. is this? Oh, this is an execution of us. Yeah. So out of the blue. Actually, oh sorry, really quick. Oh, okay. I, I saw another interesting fact that they had a Fiat truck waiting outside and they heard that truck and they thought it was gonna be their escape truck. Right. But they on purposely chose a Fiat truck because it was so loud. So they started the engine with the shots oh. so that it would cover the sh- the noise of the shooting. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and then it was the truck to carry their bodies out. Oh geez. Ugh. Yeah. So so he shot Nikki shot first and he shot like repeatedly in the chest. So he he dies first. He's instant dead. He's, yeah. So after a few, you know, bullet wounds to the chest, he he dies. Um, and there's and then, 12, 12 men come in fully armed, Yeah, 12. By the way. Yeah, with, like, just guns ready to go. Guns with bayonets also, that comes into play. Um, so then, obviously, the, the family is, you know, hysterical. They're terrified. Um, but the next one they get is Alexi. And what's interesting is Alexi also had jewels on him. So he had jewels in his hat and jewels in his, I think, shirt. Um, so they start going after him. And it, like they said specifically that it took an entire magazine oh, to kill him because it was ricocheting because, off of the yeah, jewels. Yeah, it was because bullets were ricocheting, and there was so much like gunpowder and you know dust and everything, uh, plaster from the walls, kind of popping off. So it was hard to see. So people are you know crouching down or trying to escape or whatever, and so it's kind of madness in the room. And so they had to wait for they had to open the doors and like have all the dust clear and then continue. To, to fire and they're all family. screaming yeah. and and also like this was just so ill prepared on every single level they were drinking they were drunk yeah. they it said that one of the leaders all he could get was maria in the thigh um so they couldn't even aim at they them were, because yeah. they were so this was drunk. not a quick death <laughs> no in total and this see, lasted it's interesting we, we, we have read, two different accounts yeah we read that it lasted as short as 20 minutes which is not short <laughs> not short to be shooting out of family for that long mm-hmm. and then elena said well, that and you she, had some interesting sources yeah, though I've, um, there was a couple of things uh, a couple of resources that i looked into and then uh, there's some different uh, thoughts about that so uh from what i know it's they were doing it for 
two hours straight so which makes it like so 11 people that who they were shooting mm-hmm. so it was roughly 700 bullets which made, makes crazy. it 60 to 70 bullets per each person mm-hmm. which is like incredible and just if you t- if you think mm-hmm. about that like 20 minutes is long enough like how much damage you can do for two hours yeah. And, so and again, it was because of all their jewels that they were wearing and things, too. So it was a combination of the smoke, ugh. the dust, the jewels. Per, like They're like bulletproof vests, you know, all around. And they're yeah. all, all over them. So they're guarding their bodies. So if they got their limbs or anything, obviously they weren't dying from that. And they said even, like, they tried to pierce one of the daughters with a bayonet, like, in her yeah. chest. It didn't go through so because they of went the jewels. A, yeah, they like, went around and stabbed them. Yeah, them. yeah so they were doing both. Them. They were trying to, to kill them, but if they had they to stab them. If they saw any breathing, they would stab them with the bayonets mm-hmm. um i feel like in most of our episodes we have to talk about a dog there joy. was a dog joy joy was also in the was room alexi spaniel and don't worry out of all of this joy, joy was the it. only survivor oh. and oh my god you imagine? Crying. Oh, no, I'm it's just my such a sad right yeah, i know we, we all have little animals and it's sad to think like that the dad the dog had to witness all of this oh, and like, traumatized realize he his, like P- his family is completely gone Oh my goodness! But but okay. Out of any of this, a silver lining: the dog gets adopted by a, a British colonel, yeah. and has a new family, <laughs> and lives out the rest of his days in peace. But we can see though why there's so many rumors about what happened to, like maybe Anastasia survived or one of one of them. But they thought it was Anastasia mostly. Well, we'll get into about the burying of the bodies and whatnot. But you can see like. It wasn't. They all died instantly, and I think that's what's so horrible about this. Yeah. No, they were still saying when they were loading bodies in the uh, trunks of the cars, they were some of them were still alive. Yeah. So two hours after whatever the time frame is, mm-hmm. the body's still alive. So the controversy. Yeah. There's at least two girls like, they said were still breathing. Yeah, but did they do it on purpose? How did it happen? Did they make them like die slowly? There is. Another um, resource saying that supposedly there was beds that they were removed from um, the house the next day because they they found some uh, evidence that the of the gunshots and bullets in the bed. So was it done beforehand and they just made them die slowly? So there's not specific things that we can confirm, but mm-hmm. regardless, so it doesn't sound like it was an easy death. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, and we could talk about what they did with the bodies, too. Yeah, well, so the plan was to go to this mine, that there was 25 other assailants who were meeting them, and they were going to bury all the bodies and all the evidence in these mines. First of all, they show up, and they don't even have shovels. Like, they're they're not prepared. (laughs) Telling you how prepared they were about this, and they're all drunk. Yeah. And all the all the people that they're going to meet, they're all drunk. So the mine, it's not deep enough. It doesn't fit. It was eight foot long. Eight feet <laughs> oh long. My so I can just imagine one guy be like, oh, who, oh, I thought it would fit. <laughs> I don't know. Like, Wait, do you mean they won't you're fit? You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I shouldn't joke. Yeah. Um, not the people you want to piss off. Yeah. Let's just say that. Gosh. <laughs> so then they're driving through the forest. And then they, they basically just kind of, like, stop in the middle of nowhere. And they, they split up the bodies, right? Because they don't so. want to put them all next to each other. Yeah. And they couldn't. They couldn't, yeah. And then they use sulfuric acid, and they kind of mutilate the bodies, and they're trying to disfigure them, mm-hmm. and they bury them. And um, which brings us to 
mostly modern day. Yeah. Well, actually, so then, in, so with all of this, and there's so much conspiracy, people really don't even know. They actually only said that Nicholas died at first and said the rest of the family was Yeah, and that's actually a question I had for Elena, too, because they... They said that they didn't want to release right away that they murdered the whole family. They wanted it to be known that like the czar was executed, the czar was executed. for his crimes against the country, but they didn't, they didn't really want to justify like, oh, he also killed all of his family and his daughters, his teenage daughters who are just innocent people. Um, so I don't know like how they went about finally telling people or who knew like i don't know if either yeah you guys here's know. a quote it yeah. said um they announced nicholas's death but they said wife and son are sent to a safe place oh my god safe place in heaven yeah. they just yeah they <laughs> just did awful. not want to back in the day when it's actually happened obviously they did not want to admit it because it just straightforward not gonna look good mm-hmm. but when they found the remains you know, it's in 1991 when they found the remains. And then um, in the early two, 2000s, you know, obviously it's a little bit different story. But, you know, at that time, they did not want to look bad that, you know, they, they just executed the whole the family. The whole family. And you can imagine now why, you know, they couldn't kill them right away. There's smoke and it's just chaos and mm-hmm. mayhem. So there's that one glimmer of hope that maybe Anna Anastasius. Anastasia. Anastasia. I'm really bad at other languages. Anastasia survived. (laughs) So this is, of course, going back to all the the legends and the stories and um, all of these quote-unquote Anastasias in the 1930s start popping up. Right. And there was one lady, Anna Anderson. Who was very convincing. Very convincing, Mm -hmm. where she even almost had, like, her grandmother and her aunt convinced. Um, But... Yeah, she had the same, like defects on her body as Anastasia. You know, she knew, she practiced, well, they say this in the last Zars, but had practiced her signature over and over, so had the same penmanship. You know, so everything matched up to have people think, wow, a daughter escaped and this is her. Kind of gave the country a glimmer of hope, though, you know, of something to hold on to. Which is so interesting because it's like the country hated the Romanos so much. And then they were murdered. (laughs) And then they were like... Um, they were like, oh my gosh, wait, there's one daughter who might have survived. So it's kind of funny, the, the paradox of like, we hate this rich family who only thinks about themselves, but at the same time, there's so many, you know, people claiming to be Anastasia and wanting an Anastasia and all of that. Exactly. But, so, um, yeah, I guess that brings us to basically modern day yeah, where they're starting yeah. to, so well, they found, well, they, found they, they found parts of the remains. So it's a They timeline. found parts of it in 1976 first. 79. Like a, 79. Yeah. Like an amateur guy came across it. He did. Yeah. He found, um, he found Nikki, he found Alexandra, he found three of the daughters. Wow. Um, but it wasn't until like Elena said the late nineties where they, um, I believe found the rest. So it was the remaining daughter and Alexi. And because Maria and Anastasia were the closest in age, like they had a really hard time to deciding like who was who um which added to the myth of anastasia obviously mm-hmm. um but they finally were able to i think they said in 98 that's when they could do dna testing um so they actually held a funeral for them like a proper Aww. burial a proper funeral um it's so sad to see because they had like little caskets for the little bodies and everything mm-hmm. oh gosh yeah um, they were re- reunited after 90 years oh, the family's back together i'm gonna but, cry wait, right so now you were in russia in that time 
I was. I can't tell remember. Us. Tell us. Oh my god, tell us everything. Like it wasn't important. Elizabeth and I just got like real close and grabbed her wine glasses Wait. and we're like, tell us. Um, I mean, I wish I can say a little bit more about that time or something that I specifically remember. I was little, so I can't say much. But I know overall it's really was an important time because, you know, they actually became saints uh, after it all happened, mm-hmm. which is like a big deal. It was recognized by the church. Um, and they actually have, uh, they built a church uh, on um, the site where they were all murdered. Which, yeah, they destroyed uh, that house, right? Good. Yeah, yeah the house. house was destroyed like shortly after their death. So I don't know, is it not to discover any other potential evidence or whatnot. But mm-hmm. uh, now there, there is actually a church, it calls Church on Blood, Hram uh, na Kravi, which like obviously because it's built on yeah. their actual blood and Ugh. all this um, shooting and all this crazy things happen. So, um, yeah. yeah. Was it on the news or anything? It was. It was uh, on the news. I again, like I personally don't necessarily remember, but yes, it's uh, was pretty interesting situation in the news when they were discovering the bodies and trying to do DNA tests and making sure that they actually related and you know to support all the evidences and make sure it's all parts of uh, the family. All the members were there. Yeah, freaking Don Bluth with his marketing. Well, it's funny because like <laughs> Anastasia, yeah, the the movie came out in '97. I'm like at this point you already know <laughs> so but it's not anastasia anna anderson died in the in the u.s in 1984 she and still claimed to the day she died that she claimed was to the day but but because they could do all this dna testing now they proved that she she was an imposter it was also found that she was actually like a psychiatric patient like she was literally a yeah, crazy person crazy. yeah so she probably actually believed i was gonna it say she probably herself. convinced herself yeah. that she was anastasia wow. and has false memories and all of that but yeah, so so that's kind of funny. But yeah, maybe that's why Don Bluth's, um, you know, <laughs> brand didn't take off the ground. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's like really I, no. great timing or really bad yeah, timing. Yeah, it's like, like I too, mean, too soon, to too do, sensitive. Because it's like he sees Disney do like Pocahontas and he's like, you know what? I'm going to do a movie about a historical female, this, you know, fairy tale. Only Dimitri <laughs> actually pulled her out through There Was a Door. I know. Oh, gosh. And it's funny when you think of the movie, like, when you're a kid. I know you didn't see it when you were a kid, Elena. But, you know, you don't have no no idea what's happening because it's just this attack on their palace. Yeah, and that's not how it And the grandma and Anastasia really go away. And you just assume, you don't even know what happened to the family. They don't address that in the movie. As a kid, you're like, okay, so she's with her grandma and they leave and... We just know the family died, but we didn't know. We didn't know how they Mm -hmm. died. Yeah, we assumed there was actually zero mention, so it didn't even cross my mind. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so very, very sad story. That's a heavy overall. story. I know. And again, we, we try to keep something. it we try to keep it light on this podcast. We need to but do there's a really funny no way to keep <laughs> we need a funny execution. <laughs> <Yeah. now>. let's, <laughs> do, let's go back to the good old Let's go back to boiling people alive. <laughs> um, but but an execution nonetheless, and uh, it's interesting to think how so much history could fall like over you know, a twenty year period. Well then that I know we already mentioned this, but the pictures that we have of it and we have pictures of Anastasia and the family mm-hmm. and all the kids and how beautiful those daughters were. But then there's also pictures of what the room looked like after mm-hmm. yeah. the shooting. Mm-hmm. And I want a picture of this dog. 
seriously. Oh, I would love to see a picture of the dog. If anyone has information, I know we have listeners in England. <laughs> and hopefully some new listeners from Russia will come from this. That would be cool. <laughs> Elena, Elena. do it. We're, we're relying on you. We always hey, joke. Russian people, join. Listen to the podcast. Say it in Russian so that they know what you're saying. Все, кто слушает с России, обязательно присоединяйтесь. Yes. She's talking bad about us. <laughs> She's like, actually, She's like, don't please listen. run. These girls do not know what they're doing. They're crazy. I just made them so much food, and now here we are. Uh, I'm gonna go back and eat some of these. What do you, what's this um fluffy one? What's that called? Uh, that's like, like a marshmallow. It's marshmallow type of dessert. It's it's way better. Can I try it's a bite? So good. Right now? Yes. Oh, okay. oh, it's soft. It's so. This good. is our segment of the day <laughs> called. Megan I'm gonna needs. describe it. It's like <laughs> tastes like a snowball. Ew. Try that. Oh. You didn't want... have it yet. No. It's strawberry. It's oh, very sugary. It. It's really good. No. Oh. That's <laughs> an interesting texture. <laughs> it is kind of like. It's like pure like sugar. It's <laughs> Right? There's like a hint of lemon or citrus. It just tastes know. like a ball of sugar, but it's really <laughs> it's good. It's a lot of sugar. Yeah. I kind of like that. It's it, gluten-free. I never... Yeah. Oh, oh our, yeah. Our favorite Russian is also gluten-free. All Sorry. gluten-free Russian snacks. <laughs> no, no, they are not. I just don't eat the, <laughs> the good stuff, unfortunately. Um, well, thanks well, for listening. Yeah, thank you, Elena, for joining us. We are so excited. It's literally because of you and because we went to the show that we wanted to do this. Like, should, oh, my gosh. Should I'm, we go see it on Broadway again yeah. and make you watch I'm, it? I'm so excited. And, again, I'm so, so, so much honored. And I've been telling everyone, oh, my gosh, this weekend I'm going to be really busy. I'm participating in a, so busy. In a podcast, podcast. And I'm going to be famous. Well, so. shout out. We have some new listeners, too, it looks like. So we have, mm-hmm. we've gained some listeners in Saudi Arabia. Morocco. In Morocco, right. our percentage in England went up a little bit. Yeah, so, percentage in Canada is going um, up. Hey, also, Russia, come through, please. We're waiting for some Russians. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, you, we, we want to hear your feedback. We still don't have a lot of comments, so we're yeah. just going to keep doing what we're doing because we think we're we, doing great, but tell us. Well, what we love we doing think. it. Um, but also, if there are people that have any, again, more information about this, we'd love to know. Like, mm-hmm. if you saw this on the news, like if you saw the burial on the news, if you were in attendance, if you did anything... I don't know, kind of around it. Like, we love just hearing different people's perspectives. If your grandparents, not grandparents, great-grandparents were there at the coronation and if they got a souvenir cup. Oh, yeah. And if you have a I, th- I guess I'd be, like, great-great-grandparents, depending on how old you are. That's true. Well, uh, I don't know. It's, not, it's pretty recent. But, um, but yeah, so, and we'll do a timeline check. I know I, I mentioned this, I think, in our last episode. Um, but next episode, we will have, our segment will be a timeline check so we can talk about all the things we've discussed so far and, like, put them in order, essentially. Because mm-hmm. um, we do skip around a lot. That's intentional. But we want you guys to, to stay up on your history. <laughs> and uh, we still don't have a sign-off. <laughs> Elena, do you have a sign-off for us? What are you I don't, me? but I did find the dog. Oh, wait. Oh, you have a picture of the dog? Oh, wait, wait, which one? There's multiple dogs. There that one? one? I don't know. The fluffy one? There was like a fluffy one. Oh, it's one. a spaniel. Oh, my gosh. And oh, he lo- he's like... It's a she. Oh, Her name she, is Joy. Joy. She's she, thriving. She looks like an English Springer Spaniel, um, and she's got very fluffy, like, perm-esque hair on top. I hope she didn't get hurt. She's very cute. Aww, Again, cute. save the dogs. All right. Well, well, say, very interesting. That say, they like, say a sign-off in Russian so people think we have a sign-off. Oh, yeah. Do we have a sign-off? Do you want to um, make one for us? До скорой встречи и на You heard it first. <laughs> Have Ditto. a good night. In the dark of the night, evil will find her. In the dark of the night, just before dawn. 
be sweet when the curse is complete.